after these messages, we'll be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages, where we bring you hot takes on commercial breaks. We are here to talk about TV commercials, good ones and bad ones, and the ones where people say weird shit like this. Showing appreciation with a perfect promotional item is a meaningful gesture that can be touched, held, and enjoyed. My name is Andrew Walsh. I can be touched, held, and enjoyed as well. (laughs) That's Genevieve Has. She's just the lady to do it. Hello, Genevieve. Hello, Andrew. Um, Coming up on today's show, I feel like I I want to nip something in the bud here. What we're talking about today is not necessarily a brand new phenomenon. It's not even something that we haven't acknowledged on the show before. But man, it seems like in this very specific moment in time, there is a preponderance of these types of commercials. We are talking about, as you put in the show sheet here, somewhat rudely, (laughs) old ass rappers. I mean it. I mean it with commercials, right? Of course. Now, I think immediately, I'm an old ass podcaster. There, um, actually, you're an old ass person, but you're not that old as a podcaster. You know what I mean? I sort of do. Twenty fifteen, we started this podcaster. Well, and do you mean like as far as being? uh, See, I was measuring from like how long you've been podcasting, Right. right? So. I've been doing it for a while. 2015. Yeah. Right. That's but I mean, old. you got. In podcaster years, that's like 70. Yeah, that's true. All right, you're old. Um, so when I think of old ass rappers and commercials, I think of the one that was airing several years ago that was such a delight where you had iced tea, but he was running a lemonade stand, I believe. And yes. people would go by and they'd be like, hey, that's iced tea. He'd be like, it's lemonade. Yes. Read the sign. I think that was a Geico ad. That was Geico. And Geico actually kind of. Really could have owned this space early on because they had salt and pepper yep. come in. Um, and then but more recently, I don't know if we'll talk about it, uh, you know, in the past couple of months, there was that Geico tag team commercial. It's so good. With Whoop, there it is. Only they were talking about uh, scooping ice cream in, in somebody's kitchen. Yes. So maybe we can even play that one again to get just to get in the mood. Um, but uh, we just turned on the TV the other day. In one commercial break, we saw like three new examples of this. I I don't want to dwell on the past or the tradition of this. I want to talk about what's going on on TV right now regarding this phenomenon. Would you call it a phenomenon or am I overplaying it? No, I think it is. I think that there's a certain kind of, uh, a sort of elder statesman in rap. Mm. And it's not like celebrities who are, you know, on their sort of, on the back nine in terms of their fame. It's not like it's new thing for them to be doing ads. I mean, William Shatner's in in an ad right now for... um, for whatever that fitness uh, Planet Fitness ad is, yeah, right. So it's not like I'm not saying it's not like oh, rappers are somehow um, you know different from other celebrities in that regard. It's that there's a specific sort of genre or um, like or vintage, let's say, of rapper that we're seeing a lot of right now, and it's really from the '90s, a little bit from the '80s, but like especially from the '90s, that just feels like this is a class of rappers, a cohort that is like hitting their stride in terms of like getting those sweet sweet ad dollars also coming up in the ad council i have a note from a list we have some ad counselors who want to weigh in on commercial related things as they should yeah. that's what this podcast is about somebody wants to play doctor on a commercial that's exciting for me obviously <laughs> um but i remember recently telling somebody possibly on a podcast 
that my grandfather was missing his big toe when yeah, I was Yeah, we talked about up. it on this show. I don't remember. Why did that come up? I don't remember, but we just had a long discussion about lawnmowers and how I was never allowed to lawn to oh, mow yeah, lawns, yeah. and you, but yeah. that we had both heard apocryphal, potentially apocryphal stories about the dangers of lawnmowers. Okay, so that was on this show. I would have never guessed it, but um, yeah, unless my gra- I was guesting on TBTL or something. No, no, you're right. It was this show because, um, well, the the story is that my grandfather had lost his big toe and. We were we were told as kids that it was because he lost it because he was mowing the lawn in his slippers or potentially barefoot or something along those lines. Um, and he was I, walking on his hands and then trying to mow with using his feet as his hands on the thing, and then he slipped and fell into the something like that into the mower. But I. Uh, that's how I remember it. I started to think, that sounds like you say apocryphal. Like, he definitely was missing a toe. I, <laughs> that I, is true. I saw the ugly thing, but <laughs> I was like, that sounds like something that you would just tell kids to, right. to make sure that they're careful around lawnmowers. Yeah, that's why you always leave a note. So I got a, I got a note from a, uh, from a listener here <laughs> um, who wants to know, hey, did we get confirmation on Grandpa's toe or what? Like, what's going on? And the thing is, I did. <gasps> I was having... Uh, this is dinner news to me. With my family, I was in Cleveland last week, and we had a little, get, a little get together with my dad and all of his siblings. So yes. I didn't just ask my dad about this; I asked his brother, yeah. his his brother's wife, um, and I have some solid answers for you about whether or not my I, grandfather truly lost his toe to a lawnmower or to something. I else. am excited, and I am thrilled that you did not spoil this for me because <laughs> I'm going to be finding out with the listeners. I'll tell you about that coming up later. But first, let's find out what these rappers are doing for money. Should we start with the Geico commercial Can we? that I can? Kind of, yeah, I, I it's never not the get newest one, and I don't know if it's still airing anymore. Probably is, man. It's this so thing was popular. Heavy, heavy rotation. It's very popular, and the tag team is great in this. But what really sells it are the parents, and especially the dad, who, when he sees his wife dancing along with uh, tag team in the kitchen. The the wrecking the sudden realization of what's happening on his face and his decision to like get into it is I really think one of the best pieces of commercial acting in the last five years. Wow! See, I think that you just have a crush on the dad because I think very the mom cute. is just as charming. The mom is it's super charming, but watch the dad's face when he sort of like when it all clicks for mm-hmm. him. So you see the mom. This is like a black upper class family, I would say, or middle class family maybe. Well, I don't know. Uh, that's a pretty nice backsplash. I know. <laughs> I'm looking at that backsplash I feel like too, we're middle maybe. class, and that is not what our house <laughs> yeah, looks like. Yeah, upper middle class, let's say. Um, and she's at the kitchen counter, and she's chopping up vegetables. And then we notice that the group tag team, which I'd like to ask you, would you have ever known this was the group tag team before this commercial I, they they reminded us who they were we know this song of course we know the song but as far as i know they were a one-hit wonder i wouldn't have known this was their name no that they performed under the name tag team but anyway even though they say it right in the song tag team back again oh right huh um anyway the mother is chopping up these vegetables but then next to her we realize our tag team the duo the rap and duo of tag team uh singing a updated version of their song. Gosh, it. Did you know Geico could save you hundreds on car insurance and a whole lot more? So what are you waiting for? Hip hop group tag team to help you plan dessert? Aw, uh, fresh vanilla. 
now the mom starts dancing with them. She's loving it. Yeah. And then we see her husband, presumably, and daughter, presumably, walk into the room. Daughter's her a daughter's, cool looking teen. Yeah, like probably I'm, I'm putting her around 16 years old. And like you say, the father is like, what is going on here? And then he very quickly gets what's going on and he starts dancing too. Switch today and see all the um, the, uh, the teenage daughter is not having this. She leaves the kitchen. The mom and dad start dancing together. Such a delight. Let me ask you this, though. Have we already covered this? <laughs> Probably. We've talked about this, like, in one out of every four shows. Why would they be preparing a dessert of ice cream so, so far early before... I mean, you're still cutting vegetables. What are you going to serve? You're going to be serving just melted ice cream. I mean, the voiceover is telling her not to wait for that. What, like the whole point? But they are is, doing it though. Well, it's a, it's it's she doesn't she shouldn't have to wait for that to get to save on home and auto. I suppose. I don't. I know sometimes I do get into the weeds on the the logistical mm-hmm. uh, and the the logic, the internal logic of commercials. But I really don't want to pick that one apart because it is such a great performance. I just am not going to be buying any Geico until they explain it to me. Because <laughs> I like my commercials to make sense. Yeah. Which needs, is what needs... makes me good at this job. <laughs> right. That I don't get paid for. Okay. So that one that one we've talked about. And again, it might still be airing, but that's kind of an OG. And I feel like that fits into Geico's campaign yes. of old ass rappers, right? Bringing back people and kind of... Uh, and they, they have... It's not just old ass rappers. They have uh, DJ Khaled uh, doing one where he like something. It's something similar where he does something ridiculous. Yes, um, right. Do we have that in here too? I no, don't. he's not an old ass rapper. I don't think right? he's old ass. Yeah. Okay. I totally didn't listen to him in the nineties. I also don't like him very much. Yeah, Find him annoying. Seems unpleasant. He's got those. You know, he was famous for those like motivational yes. speeches and whatnot. I actually have one before. Before I think everybody knew who he was and that he was so famous for doing this stuff, I actually tried using this as intro tape once. This is not a setup for a joke. This is, I think, really him. I have not listened to this in a very, very long time. This is 90 seconds. I will not listen to the whole thing, but I'm pretty sure this is actually one of those DJ Khaled motivational. I don't, I'm sorry. I shouldn't be doing this. We have plenty of other things to talk about, but listen to this. You smart. You very smart. We the best. You a genius. I appreciate you. You loyal. Them doors that was closed, I ripped the doors off and took the hinges off. And when I took the hinges off, I put the hinges in the boy's hands. And that's why you should buy a Microsoft Surface. Um, anyway, and that's DJ Khaled. He has no uh, place in the show today. Uh, but I want to jump ahead in the show sheet for a second here, Veeves, to go to this Realtor.com commercial because I feel like this is very much in the Geico tradition. And this one is featuring Big Boy. Yes, of Outcast. Of Outcast. You saw me struggling for Outcast. I knew he was with Outcast. I just couldn't conjure it. Yeah. I didn't know that you were struggling, but and you're, you outed you're, yourself. You're a famous Atlanta rapper enjoyer. I am a famous rapper, Atlanta rapper enjoyer. Um, I do. You're from I actually, Atlanta. actually do you grew really. Up there in the nineties, I, I liked Outkast when they were new. Even like and it was like one of the, local. It was one of the few kind of trendy groups that I actually like. Was 
I'm not saying I discovered them or anything like that. So but you did like, not. You're saying you I'm, did not I'm discover. I'm saying I didn't discover outcasts. Okay, see, but that's good to it's know. the rare group that when it was popular and cool, I like had the albums. I mean, people in Atlanta must have been going. Yes. Nuts it was. I mean, they... that's the thing. Like, you can't be from Atlanta and not be proud of outcasts yeah, because of they were a phenomenon. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Big Boy is one of the two people in Outcast. Uh, a lot of duos, huh? Tag team's a duo. Yeah, that's right. Tag Outcast team is, is also Atlanta. Um, but what's going on in this commercial? Because this has major Geico vibes to me. It's, again, like somebody says, oh, we finally bought our big boy house. Yes, right? well, it is. It's, it sort of plays on the, the joke of, you know, when you say something is like, put on your big boy pants or mm-hmm. whatever. You have a couple... Um, attractive couple and they're talking about how now that they're using Realtor.com they're able to uh, to have their big boy house right like they're the house that they are getting as adults and but when they uh, when they talk about when they refer to their big boy house actual big boy comes in and starts referring to every part of the house as the big boy foyer the Mm -hmm. big boy you know laundry room or whatever and at one point you're gonna hear him say uh, the big boy Oh, he calls it something like the big boy uh, counter, and she corrects him and tells him it's quartz. Ha! Realtor.com's drawn map feature helped us find what we wanted, where we wanted. We could finally buy our first big boy house. Big boy house. Big boy foyer. Big boy marble. And big boy quartz. What? Realtor.com. Oh, he says big boy marble, and she says big boy quartz. Big boy quartz. Is this always a 15-seconder? I looked for a longer one. Huh. I couldn't find one. Um, I mean, I'm not I'm not questioning you. I just didn't realize because I've only it seen runs it in the wild. It goes quick. by pretty quickly. Yeah. I think it's great, though. Big boy does a good job, and the couple does a really good job. What's the name of the other guy from Outcast? Andre 3000. Andre, of course. Now, oh, that's right. So actually... No, Andre is the one who's more out there, right? Or am I confused? Well, he was always more of a space alien type. Right, okay. Big Boy was always more sort of like... Remember Straightforward. When they, remember when they did their speaker box album that yes. was like sort of a bifurcated, yep. each one did half? Yeah. Um, Andre's stuff was more like like weird. I don't know if I would say psychedelic, but it was definitely like more out there. Yeah. And Big Boy's rap, I would say, tended to be more like kind of run-of-the-mill, kind of, you know fucking bitches and whatnot right 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 yeah yeah um wasn't there was there a skit or a commercial that made fun of andre 3000 and something like wasn't there i think it was maybe a a Chappelle show sketch where he's just like hanging in a coffee shop or something but he just can't be normal for some reason i can't remember what that was it's driving me crazy i definitely there was there was a comedy sketch that was that plot and i yeah my Instinct is to say it was Chappelle show, but it's been a long time. It might be a different sketch show. Anyway, that uh, commercial for Realtor.com with Big Boy has major, it has major Geico vibes, but also major progressive. Um, we bought a house, but we have an ant problem. Yes. We bought a house, but we have a Very fencing much. problem, et cetera, et cetera. They're those, really those biting. Those are progressive, right? Those are, per- um, yes, those are yeah. progressive and, um, and definitely have that same, like they're clearly like, taking a page from that style of commercial writing and joke writing. Now, Ludacris is in one of these, too, and I'm trying to remember if I have seen this one Do you know that I was denied an opportunity to see Ludacris in concert? Why were you denied it? Because when I worked at Northeastern University, um, I think it was because the Patriots won the Super Bowl, and, like, remember, they everyone rioted in, like, right. downtown. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It, so Northeastern University is in downtown Boston, and... A bunch of our students were part of um, a pretty big riot that happened after the the Patriots won, 
and they flipped over cars. I think somebody actually died, not as a direct result of somebody, um, like, not a direct result of a student hurting them, but, like, in all the chaos, something Mm -hmm. led to their death. Mm -hmm. And so... It wasn't, of course, only students, but it was right in this urban campus. And a lot of people who were doing it were students. And, of course... What's with these white people and their riots oh all the time and God. breaking windows and not not um, respecting property? I've really had Oh, it. wait. No, this one is justified because a football team won or lost. Yes. It's Boston. And or lost. Yeah, yeah. So it's Boston. And so, of course, these fools were on camera all over the damn place. And, yeah. like, I remember as I was working at Northeastern at the time... Um, Uh, not a student and so I had to go to all these meetings about what the punishments were going to be for the students and it's like we can try to catch some individual students based on photographs and we you know it's one of those things like you know send in send in rat out your people here basically like send send the photographs here it's like after you know January 6th Um, and so but you can't really you can't really hold the every individual accountable so there had to be some kind of collective mm-hmm. punishment and Luda was scheduled to be like the big spring break concert that year and people were su- super excited as was I and I didn't riot uh, but they canceled the concert and you were an employee I was an employee yeah but I was young I was probably in my 20s back then but you were also in the meeting where this was canceled yeah, I mean, I was there as an employee. I wasn't. Did you vote against it? Did you say I didn't no have a as, vote. as a as a voting member? I said of I this think board. I raised my hand. I said I think we should keep the concert and just let staff and faculty go. Ooh, they didn't. They didn't, didn't buy it. That. Huh? that would be real punishment to the students. That would have been so Make badass. Make the students pay for it, but yes. it's only make the them watch us walk in and deans. Yes. And the staff. Oh, I wish I had suggested that. <laughs> um, so Luda. Who you did not see live. Yeah. Because you were very bad and you burned a mattress. I didn't burn any mattress. That's what I heard. Sorry. Um, he's advertising GIF now, or is it pronounced GIF? <laughs> um, the, the, the peanut butter, of course. Now, I think I only saw the end of this one when it was on TV yesterday, but it was when we realized, wow, that's the second commercial in this break yeah. that is kind of tapping a 90s era hip-hop musician to do a commercial what's going on here he eats peanut butter and it helps him with his flow he starts out trying to he it it sounds like he's trying to have some kind of comeback album so he's rapping um like he normally does and he has a very distinctive flow of course and his producers or whomever whoever's in the booth keeps saying like no no that's not it that's not it and then he reaches down Takes a he has an open jar of Jif peanut butter sitting next to him in the recording studio. Takes a big spoonful of it, eats it, and then starts rapping. And of course, it changes his flow because his mouth is all gummy. And as he's doing it, his hair like grows out from like the tight whatever tight hair style he's wearing to like a big fro. It's the return. Ain't nobody messing with a brother named Luda. No matter how hard you try. That ain't my bro. Day sixty four. It's the return. Ain't nobody messing. You got to do that again, man. Peanut butter. Peanut butter. Bro, one more time. Jeff peanut butter. That flow. Crazy. It's that Jeff and good. Ludacris changed his flow for it. Hey, his outfit also changes. That's right, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I kind of I'm glad to see that all the way through. I didn't see that um yesterday. I I don't know if I would have gone with the whole 
like visual changes is the joke just better if his i actually think you don't need the visual changes and i think you and i've talked about this a lot lately where things like the cheeto dust and the sticking the hand their hand in the pringles can yeah i think jiff is smart to now granted every peanut butter brand has this quality but i think jiff is smart to like play on the eye play with the idea of like the mouthfeel of peanut butter mm-hmm. because it's so distinctive and something we all relate to if you've ever had a and I do think like we are a GIF family forever mm-hmm. um, like never. that is true you and I did not have to negotiate some of those things yeah. like Heinz over Hunt obviously oh obviously what are we savages uh, GIF over anything else yeah, obviously yeah. Uh, smooth over creamy didn't you try I'm to, sorry creamy over didn't chunky. you try to talk about doing some kind of like healthy peanut butter at one, one point I bought one geez Louise 10 years ago I bought one jar of healthy peanut butter that so you had to mad. mix the oil up in and you you got me over here like I'm a like I'm a dirtbag hippie well, do you remember how uh, like floored and outraged I was? Yeah, you didn't like that. I move. did not like. I it. was eating a lot of peanut butter at the time, right. especially on things like uh, celery, and I felt like I'm having these snacks, and they're all sugar. Sure. It was just like such is a peanut dessert. butter not is peanut. So is I wanted Jif to feel better about having yes. a peanut butter in the afternoon that I could just put on something that wouldn't give me like a sugar rush. Sure, that's all. I don't have to justify myself, but um, also Clausen pickles. You were always a Clausen person before you met me, or no? I just. Wasn't I don't think I ever bought a jar of pickles before I met you. What? I mean, I've certainly had pickles growing up, but like I'm trying to think when I lived with roommates before we lived together, I don't recall pickles being on my normal grocery list. If okay, but now having been together for 21 years or whatever, oh, I would never get anything else. But yeah. if I were to drop dead tomorrow, which I'm hoping I don't, but also I've been eating a lot of Jif peanut butter, right? Um, would you continue to put pickles on the list? That's an interesting question. I feel like pickles are a big part of our life, but maybe that's just me being well. It's not like I don't me. eat them. I mean, I do eat them, and I like having them, especially if I'm going to have like a turkey and cheese sandwich. Yeah. I really like to have pickles on it. I think I would. I think it would be one of those things where I would not think about it for a while and then suddenly realize I didn't have pickles when I wanted them go get a jar of Klassen and then rinse and repeat like six months later oh no I don't have pickles again how much do you think a pound of sliced turkey should cost from the deli from the grocery store deli well I mean you can get a good deal on it but like how much do you think it should cost I think it should cost Six or seven dollars, I guess. Okay. What do you think it should cost? I don't know. The thing is, I do most of the shopping, but I'm terrible at paying attention to the price of things. I just That's buy true. what I want to eat, and then I figure it's worth it because I'm going to eat it. Um, but today, I ran across the street, and I had to go to Whole Foods to pick up some beer. And while I was there, I realized, hey, we're out of turkey. So I did something I've never done before, which is I, I bought like lunch meat mm-hmm. from the deli that they sliced up for me at Whole Foods. I usually avoid buying actual groceries at Whole Foods because yeah. I feel like things are overpriced. And it was ten dollars a pound and I thought yeah. I thought that wasn't too bad. It's but not I great. guess I'm wrong. Nine ninety nine. Yeah, that's a little overpriced. Okay. Well I'll take God, it back. I can't wait till we can start to be uh, Fred Meyer customers. Yeah, we're moving. I don't know if we've talked about that on this show. We have but not. that does mean That's how I announced it by talking about Fred Meyer. We're getting um we're getting well far afield certainly but um yeah i love grocery shopping it's one of my favorite things but 
learning a new grocery store is always a little bit tough for me. I always feel very loyal to the grocery store I've and been Fred going Meyer to. And Fred Meyer is a monolith. I mean, no question. And Fred Meyer is like, if it's, it's a local chain or a regional chain, so some of our audience might not be familiar with it, but it was like kind of an OG grocery store slash home appliance yes. slash it everything It sort of occupies superstore. a space between a Costco or a Sam's and a Safeway or QFC. Yeah, or even, a, well, I guess Target's now have groceries too, but it's not quite like that. Yeah, and Target's are, I wouldn't buy groceries there. I don't think that's the most effective and efficient yeah. way to buy groceries. Yeah, so it's a weird kind of place, and they're huge. And so, like, for me, I like going to a small, like, kind of neighborhood grocery store that I can go in and, you know, learn the layout. But it is true that Fred Meyer is a way less expensive than the places I go. So I'm starting to think that I will... Um, I think I'll try. I'll I'll expand my horizons a yeah. little bit. I'm gonna try going to Fred Meyer, and you're gonna love it. Learning the new layout, and um, I don't. I you know, it's just I hope everybody just keeps me in their thoughts and prayers. I would like to issue a correction. I misspoke, and of course, it just shows my age and that that like time is telescoping for me. The Andre three thousand goes to a coffee shop is from Key and Peel. Oh, Key and Peel, and it's Key and Big Boy meet up. And Big Boy is like very low key, and Andre uh. is like wearing a what appears to be a Robin Hood outfit, and it's just <laughs> bananas. You, is it actually available online, or are you just looking at photos? It's available of it? online. Should we take a yeah, listen take a to listen. a little bit of it? I I think I'm going to need to cut into this a little bit. So we see, and uh, neither one of these people are actually guest starring. It's actually just Key and yeah. Peel as these two characters. Uh, Key is uh, Andre, and uh, Peel is Big Boy. Right. So big, the Big Boy character is just getting his coffee, and he's sitting down uh, at a table, and then we see kind of walking <laughs> in behind him, just like so amazing body language, kind of oh hunched God. over. This show was just. <laughs> So good. <laughs> His Andre like 3000. <laughs> May I have a half calf decaf mint mocha latte foam on the bottom served in a flower vase? And if y'all got some green food coloring back there, throw it in. Andre 3000. In the flash. <laughs> Big Boy is right over there. <gasps> Big Boy. Bitch, I'm trying to read a book. Big Boy. <laughs> What's up? My brother from another mother, man. And when I say mother, you know I'm talking about art, right? Because we got cut out of her womb. What's up, man? Together. What's up, Andre? Andre who? I ain't gonna say it, man. <laughs> anyway, I'm not gonna play this entire skit. We are already, we are so far away from doing what we're supposed to do what here is? today, Genevieve. So let's get back on track. Let's uh, talk about Ice Cube. I mentioned Ice Tea earlier. This is a different. A different yes. ice. So Ice Cube was the has been and and uh, I believe still is the Coors spokesman for quite a while. God, that's right. Yes, um, because I mean, going he's way cold back. as ice. Do you get it? It's ice. Was he part of one too? Where there were a bunch of people who were like partying inside of a glacier or something, and they had to go rock climbing. I know the get, one you're thinking of. I don't. I, I mangled that real I bad. I don't think that that he's in that one. I could be wrong, but no, I maybe not. But I he was in those. Yeah, that yeah. era. Well, okay, in this anyway. one, he's um, he's at a tropical resort type of location. He's at the kind of the resort bar getting some uh, some cores, and he's accompanied or or in, uh, kind of encounters the guy from Friday. Um, Tiny, oh, who yeah. you'll recognize. Um, okay. I, I believe that char- that actor's name is um, uh, Tom Lister. Okay. Or Debo, as he's known affectionately to fans. That's in the iSpot description. 
I spot knows that so Tiny, Debo Debo was his character in in Friday. I guess so. Yeah, yeah. Tiny it's is the actor. I'm embarrassed by how okay. poorly I remember Friday. But um, yeah, me too. But Debo was the incarcerated guy, right? Who was like the 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 enemy? He was the I, enemy. He was chasing him he, around. Or am I thinking of Friday too? Next Friday. I, well, I don't know. I'm you're asking the wrong white lady, but mm-hmm. um, th- but he's definitely like the the antagonist, right? Okay, he's there to threaten him. And, yeah, and Chris Tucker. I think that he goes to jail after the first one, Maybe and then the it. second one he breaks out of jail, that- I believe, because he's like chasing them around. I believe that he has to get his his um. Uh, what do you call the, the the handcuffs that are on your feet too? Manacles, shackles. shackles. Manacle. What is a manacle? Uh, is that even a thing? It is. Okay. I'm not sure what defines what what differentiates a manacle from a shackle. Anyway, okay, so here we have uh, this commercial for Coors Light featuring Ice Cube. Still think you coded in me. He's no. talking to the beer. Yeah, so he's getting sassy. He's <laughs> talking to a bottle of beer saying, you still think you're colder than me. So this is definitely a return to form for him. They're, yes. they're welcoming back the into... The return of Cube. Yes, okay. Still think you coded in me. No, don't tell me. Tell Tiny. Here comes Tiny. Okay, now Debo. Tiny is as Debo. A, as he's huge known guy. to his fans like me. Just huge. Knuckle cracking. And who you supposed to be? Back up. Hand now, now, when he's talking, he's talking to a second bottle of beer. It's one of those bottle can things, which is one of my least favorite inventions as a beer drinker. I agree. Is I think they were originally created because you can't have glass bottles in some places, like maybe some concerts sure. or around a pool. So in order to still kind of keep the the shape of a can they started or the shape of a bottle they started making bottles out of tin it's terrible it's, there's wide mouth yeah they don't the drink very taste. well anyway yeah. so the bartender puts one of those down and then for some reason ice cube starts harassing this new bottle can <laughs> of beer and who you supposed to be back up Hamlet. what you looking at <laughs> cat like reflexes oh so when, what the hell so here, is going let on? Let me tell you what happened. It is confusing. This is a bad commercial. It's not great. When when Ice Cube tells Tiny to handle it, uh, Tiny sort of goes in like he's going to beat up these bottles of beer, which already I hear it. It sounds weird. Yeah. But then the bottles of beer are so cold that they like spray ice everywhere. But Ice Cube has ducked down below the bar so Tiny gets the full force of the ice in his face, and he looks sort of, you know, he's now encrusted in ice. <laughs> Cat-like reflexes. Oh. The Coors Light Silver Bullet Pint. It's bigger, it's resealable, it's still the coldest. It's resealable, Don't you do, don't you do it! Frost-brewed Coors Light. Actually, the resealable thing is not the worst thing to point out. Yeah. Because no other cans or bottles are resealable. Exactly. So I, I could see I could see you like taking those to the beach or something, and then putting it back in the cooler, going for a dip, and then coming back out. I would like to just take a moment here and apologize to the Geico tag team commercial, which makes just so much sense <laughs> and follows a linear narrative arc. <laughs> Compared to this piece of shit of a commercial. It's not great. Which has two, you know, I'm glad they're both getting work, I guess. But man, that's some bad writing there. I kind of like the idea of Ice Cube being 
like an antagonist to a bottle of beer. Yeah, that but I wish makes they would laugh. just make that the whole thing and just make it weird. Yeah. But like this didn't make enough sense to me. It it didn't make enough sense, but it also but then it made too much sense exactly. for it to be just kind of like absurdist. The uncanny valley. Oh, this is another one we saw yesterday. Yeah, this is currently from running. Ice Cube to Ice Tea. Yes. But this is not the it's lemonade commercial because that's an old one. Yeah. What is this? This is for Cheerios. This is for Cheerios. So Ice Tea, of course, has a very distinguished act- acting career at this point. You know, he's yeah. been, you know, is a staple of uh uh, law and order CIS? law and order oh. uh svu baby oh. um so he this is very fun because i also love his transmogrification from pretty hardcore rapper to now he's just like mr suburbs and they're really leaning on <laughs> are you laughing because i called him a hardcore rapper no i'm laughing because i thought of a tweet that he <laughs> oh, tweeted that you know what I'm talking about, right? Oh, uh, I'm pretty sure. Remind me. I'm pretty sure he tweeted this directly. Oh, although yes. it might have been somebody this else. This was funny. I can't remember if he's the. But of course, he famously had a song called "It Was Cop Killer," yeah. right? Yes. Uh, way, way back in the day, I think that he did that with his like kind of rap slash metal band or whatever. So this would have been early '90s. He had a song called "Cop Killer." And then, of course, now he's got this whole career that is beyond just hip hop. Like you said, he's an actor and everything. But um, after the murder of George Floyd and there were protests and people were speaking out, he tweeted something, obviously, in support of the of the movement. Right. And somebody, um, you know, some rando NCIS fan or, or Law and Order fan, like was mad at him and like responded on Twitter like, ah, I'm not gonna enjoy your work anymore this is such a disappointment <laughs> and i'm pretty sure he retweeted I think it that was him. and he said did you think i was saying crop killer <laughs> i'm pretty sure i have the details of that right uh, either yeah, way it yeah, was no, you remember it very such a good burn it was such re- a good burn i remember where i i remember what room i was in yes in a in a rented location when i read that because i was out on location for a job but anyway Yes, great tweet. So anyway, yeah, he now, you know, there are all these people who have no idea that he once had a song called Cop Killer. Yeah. Uh, if I, It's Cop Killer. It right? is. Yeah, I just okay. looked it up. Yeah. Um, and they just know him from his work on, you know, network television. Yep. So anyway, and Cheerios, I think, is playing into that that newer reputation. I think so. Yeah. So they're having, I mean, and, and he's he's a great actor he's a great performer i mean he's an absolute uh he's a gem um so he's in this very like sort of tony looking suburb he's dressed in a full yellow uh track suit like the the yellow of the cheerios b mm-hmm. the yellow of the cheerios box and he's leading sort of a pack of mostly women i would say although i see some men in here but it's very like suburban women and they're not all white but you know it's it feels very suburban they're all dressed the same way he is in the yellow turtleneck tracksuit and pants and then these two cyclists uh, an older white man and a younger black man see them coming marching down the street and the cheerios b explains to them what they're looking at why is Ice-T in a speedwalking crew? It's probably the heart-shaped Honey Nut Cheerios. He found out they can help lower cholesterol. Now he's taking care of his heart in fun new ways. Speedy T's heart formation. Get moving. They're only here for a limited time. He says heart formation and then the speedwalker. So he he's with a crew of maybe like six or seven, maybe five or six people. And so they all kind of 
form the shape of a heart. And it's to promote these heart-shaped Cheerios that they're doing as a limited edition. Yeah, so that's pretty straightforward. I think I only saw a little bit of that when I saw that on TV last night. They kind um, of he kind of swallows the line or the sound mix isn't yeah. good when he says mi- I think he says mini teas. Oh, is that what he says? I couldn't tell. Is that what you th- I think it is? Here, I listened to hear it, it several times. We can listen to it again here. It's probably the heart-shaped peanut nut Cheerios. He found out they can help lower cholesterol. Now he's taking care of his heart in fun new ways. Speedy teas. Oh, no. speedy teas. Yeah, it also says it's written it on his jersey. Just like very small on the um uh, on like kind of the lapel area now of the jersey. Yeah, speedy tees. So very straightforward. I wish there. I kind of wish they were as mini tees though. Now, um, I've seen this one. This is when this is the cold calling joke. He and right? Steve Stone Cold Steve Austin and of course Ice T, both uh, thematically similar names, mm-hmm. um, are doing a whole. Uh, series of these ads where they call other celebrities. There's one where they call Gordon Ramsay. And in this one, which I hadn't seen yet, they call Annie Murphy, uh, who is uh, Alexis from Schitt's Creek. Mm-hmm. And she's really getting a lot Alexis. of... Alexis! Um, I can't do it. I can't do it. Can I hear your best it. Moira? Oh, Moira. Um, Alexis. Yeah that's, be- yeah, that's better. You got there. Mine just sounded like, I don't know what I was doing. Um, ew, David. <laughs> that's my best Alexis. Um, so... She's getting a lot of work. Like she's in a Murderville episode, which I don't know if anyone's watching, but uh, it's like a new kind of like improv show that Will Arnett is doing on, I want to say, Netflix. And she's one of the the improv partners in that. She's really great. Of course, she's wonderful in Schitt's Creek. But it's kind of in the same way that like last year was really um, uh, what's uh, what's da- what's David's name? Um, Eugene Levy's son. What's his name on the show? No, no. What's because his, it's David. It's oh, David. okay. What's I his see. real name? Um, it's not. It's not David in real life. It's something Levy. I don't know. Um. Anyway, why can't I think of his name? He is all over the place, and he's just like we've actually did a we did a show where we talked about a bunch of his commercials. Yes, right. Yep. Um, I feel like she's now kind of she. This is her year. You know, this mm-hmm. is Annie Murphy's year, and um. Uh, so she's the person that, that Dan Dan Levy. Thank you. Sorry, everybody. Um, so this is her year, and she's she's the on the receiving end of this call where uh, Ice T and Stone Cold Steve Austin are trying to get her to convert to using Tide in cold water. This is a cold call. This is Annie. Will you turn to cold washing with Tide? Unsubscribe. Wait, wait, wait. This helps <laughs> the environment and saves you money. I will take that money. For the environment. <laughs> she's really doing line. an Alexis yeah, she there. Is, yeah. She's like trying on clothes and things while they're talking. I hope talking. she doesn't get typecast. What is she like in that episode of Murderville where she's improving? Is it still kind of similar? It's not similar. She's not do she's not Alexis at Good. all. I'm glad I will to hear say that. that the I like Murderville. I think it's funny. And I think the Conan episode is just I mean, I truly mm-hmm. just laughed my ass off. I think the one of the sort of I don't know if I want to call it a weakness, but something that is true about Murderville is that the people who are brought in to be the the sort of the the person who doesn't know what the script is, the the celebrity guest, they don't necessarily come in with a fully formed idea of who they are as characters. For one thing, they just play 
somebody named themselves. She yeah. plays a character named Annie Murphy. Yeah. It's never referred to and her Conan as... Conan played Conan O'Brien. Conan plays Conan O'Brien, but they never refer to him as like a talk show host no, or but her they do as an ask, actress. They do ask, well, what did you do because he's applying for the job to be like the the partner. Yeah. Right? The, the police officer. And they said, what did you do? He said, ah, it was an entertainment. Yeah. God, the Conan <laughs> like one is Like Sharon so good. Stone. And, you know, Sharon Stone is a super famous person, but they never... Like, no one acknowledges that she's Sharon Stone. She's Sharon just, Stone is one of the... Yeah. Yes. Improvers? Yeah. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah. How does she do? She's okay. She she's she sort of suffers from the thing I'm talking about, which is unlike the I think the one, the ones who are the most successful in Murderville are the ones who actually do come in as kind of a blank canvas. And Sharon Stone is sort of playing it like she's mm. um kind of a cold bitch, which is of course, you know, echoing her um the roles. Ba- her basic yeah, instinct, yeah, yeah. you know, like it's what we're meant to think of, but it like it doesn't work at quite as well in that in that sort of environment. So what do we have next? This next one is not are we are we going to break the rules a tiny bit here with this next commercial with Ice Tea? This, this one's old. One? I just it made me laugh because it's he has before he started getting like better uh, sponsorships like mm-hmm. Tide and Cheerios, which are like you know marquee brands he was doing the kind of thing that like Shaq and Snoop did for a while where like they would sort of be like the spokes the brand ambassador for a kind of a middling low status brand and they, he would do these almost like infomercials mm-hmm. we don't have to play this whole thing because I think it's like a minute and a half or something or two minutes even but this is for he was the car shield spokesman for a long time and car shield is like I think it's like extra insurance that you get for your car after your warranty oh, okay. has ended. Sure. Um, but I just like this because it, he's totally like playing off his Law and Order character. He's got the the you know the latex gloves on and he like steps out from there's like a car crash huh. and he steps out from under the police tape to talk about like it's some lame transition like uh you know. I do a lot of cases on TV, but this case is open and shut. Or <laughs> All right, let's see how close you got that. Unlike the cases on TV, a car breakdown is no mystery. That's it. <laughs> it's no mystery. <laughs> when the check engine light comes on, especially when your car is out of warranty, that can mean expensive repair bills. That's why I have. And he's car totally shield. dressed they like Finn. And for some reason, he's in front of this crime scene, but he's green screened. You yeah. can tell, and it's, it's not just, even a very elaborate scene. That's like, what I mean. Like he's really come put up him in, on the, location. in the advertising yeah. world. He's taken care of, so I don't have to. You gotta love that. Having car shields the next best thing to having. Fact- this is Thomas in Chicago, Illinois. This is Donna in Houston. Get stuck with expensive car repairs. Car shield helps ease the pain of expensive breakdowns. Boy, they didn't even give him the the rest of the voiceover work there. All right, I suspect they didn't give him slash they couldn't afford to have him <laughs> right. do it. Um, okay, so then we let, let's move on to Snoop Dogg, who's Who is in a the bunch king of, these. of king of the category. Now, is he still doing the Corona commercial? Because yes. him and Bad Bunny were kind of going back and forth on those for a while and then doing them together. I think they're still current. They're, yeah. Right now, they're, I'm, it's interesting. This is just by happenstance. Almost all the ads we've looked at today are really short. They're all 15 seconds, mm. uh, except for Car Shield, of course. Um, the full two minutes. The full two minutes. Um, but so right now, Snoop is doing a ton of ads for Corona where it's just 15 seconds and it's just a little bit. It's just like one piece of wordplay, mm-hmm. one little action. He plays a record or he does the one we're going to watch here where he um, he's playing some kind of like it's like some sort of 
bocce slash bowling with coconuts and Corona bottles. No time that could be called a good time is ever a waste of time with a Corona and a lot. Yeah, he's basically just knocking over beer bottles with a uh, coconut, basically. Knocking over Uh, beer bottles with a coconut. I hadn't seen that one before. Yeah, and they're charming, and clearly they just had him knock out like 10 of them, and you know, he's he's good at what he does. Um, This one I wanted to talk about, not because I'm seeing it in heavy rotation or at all, but just because I freaking love the brands that Snoop decides to endorse. Yeah, because he would... I like the localness of him too. When yes. you're down in LA, he'll just like yeah. he was doing a local car dealership. Oh sure, and also like some on the radio. On the I radio, yeah. Specify there. And I think, and also, what didn't he? Am I confusing two things? There was like a real kind of like ambulance chasing lawyer type who would do ads on the radio in LA, and I feel like maybe Snoop. Like, I don't remember that. Too. I do remember when he was one of the early spokespersons for For Hims, sure, which is like a quote unquote and, men's health. And company. that's what I mean about his trajectory. Yeah, right? and that wasn't all that long ago, and that was a national brand, but kind of a startup. And Hims now has quite, I think, I think they've really done some great kind of brand building. I agree. They they are, they at one point might have seemed like just another boner pill company. I bought my were... I bought some um Corona rapid or Corona cor- coronavirus yeah. covid rapid tests um from oh, right. 4 which is now what 4 hims has become because they've tried to they they've I think quite successfully moved off of the idea that they're just men's health and yeah. boner pills and baldness cures but they're more for like Mail order health for everybody. But remember before they made that pivot uh, or series of pivots almost, um, they really were mostly associated with boner pills and Snoop Dogg did a commercial for them that was pretty low budget. And he was just like, it affects one out of three men. Not me, but maybe you. Yes. It was so great. It was so uncompromising. I loved it. He's like, all right, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll take your money. But I'm going to make it clear. Some my caveats. guy works. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I have okay. some caveats. So what is this one then that we have dialed up Okay, here? so I love, again, like I love the trajectory of his um, his endorsement strategy here. And he's gone from these sort of like either hyper local or kind of marginal uh, in status types of products to things that feel much like iced tea, very suburban or very like, you know, mainstream culture. Um, very kind of like uh, yuppie mm-hmm. um, and hipster. So this is for Beyond Meat. Oh, The plant-based yes. meat products. Somebody a- sent me this. I had, yeah, it might have been our friend Toon. Somebody sent me this. Oh, really? Yes, he's doing Beyond he's, Hot Dogs yes. now, right? So he's standing in front of what is purports to be a uh, like a food truck that's called Snoop's Beyond Dogs. And of course... Snoop Dogg, mm-hmm. the, the puns write themselves. Sure. Um, and he's promoting Beyond Meat. I think of him as Snoop Doggy Dog still. Well, Does he answer to that? I don't know what he answers to. It's fall again, so you know what that means. Football, tailgates, and the newest addition to every tailgate, Beyond Meat. Improve your health, improve our planet, and improve your tailgate with Beyond Burgers and Beyond Sausage. And tell them Snoop Dogg sent you. That's an interesting claim. Do you think that... Wow. 
I think I'm I'm about to say maybe the stupidest thing I've ever said. <gasps> All right. But do you think that plant-based hot dogs are really that much better for you than meat-based hot dogs? Is the the bad things of hot dogs coming from the meat or all of the, the shit that is put in there, like the, the sodium and what have you? I could see someone making an argument, and I, I don't know enough about Beyond and Impossible to tell you for sure. I could... It wouldn't shock me to hear. I know that the calories are not appreciably different between a, I, you know, have Impossible Burgers in the fridge and the chicken nuggets in the fridge. And like, I, I can tell you that the calories are roughly equivalent to the meat mm-hmm. version. But it wouldn't shock me to find out that there was some health benefit. It definitely wouldn't shock me. In fact, it would surprise me to find out otherwise that it's way better for the environment. Oh, yeah, certainly that. Yeah. And I guess nitrates, is that inherent to a hot dog with meat as opposed to a hot dog without meat? I don't know. I'm I don't a, know what a I'm nitrate a, I don't really is. know what a nitrate is, to be totally to candid with you. I feel like there's a song called Nitrate. Nope, that's Night Train. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> we have to get going here. Uh, go through a couple more of these, and we'll check in with the Ad Council. We have one for SodaStream. I Again. didn't realize that he was doing SodaStream commercials. Yes, so he's doing SodaStream. It's all these, like, hipster sort of disruptive products. Mm-hmm. So SodaStream, I think most people know, is the little device that you can have so you can make your own soda at home instead of buying, you know, a million cans of LaCroix yes. a week or what have you. I so, love my SodaStream. In this one, we have Snoop Doggy Dog. Uh, he's sitting in kind of a, a kind of a lush office or den area. Yeah. Um, but very sort know, of old school, traditional. Old school. Lots of wooden, leather. Lots of leather. Lots of wood. Wood ceiling. A globe in one of those yes. globe uh, containers. Exactly. The type of thing that, um, I don't know, maybe a villain in a James Bond movie might have if they were to spin that globe and then choose their target. I don't know what I'm talking about here. There's a painting of a dog. Um, anyway, Snoop Dogg is sitting in this leather chair and he's talking directly to us, which is exhilarating. I believe the small things are the most meaningful. So I simply enjoy fresh sparkling water with a nearly extinct friend. Wait, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> So down. suddenly we're not in this room anymore. We see him in different rooms of his house. I'm now assuming this is his house. He's in the kitchen and he's making himself some soda stream. But then he says, I'm enjoying this with an extinct friend. A nearly extinct friend. And there is a turtle. Like a CGI sea turtle. Or tortoise. Or turtle maybe tortoise. Or tortoise sitting at his counter and it's enjoying some soda, and they cheers with their glasses. With a nearly extinct friend. By the way, one soda stream bottle can save... One, two, three, four, five, six, I don't know, thousands? Yeah. That was the turtle talking. Use plastic bottles. And now you can sip in style with the new soda stream Terra, the newly designed, most convenient, next generation, most awesome sparkling water maker ever. I just saved the planet. Shop soda stream Terra, the best way to make fresh sparkling water, if you ask me. Surprisingly, the turtle ends up taking over yeah. most of the work there. Is that a famous person doing the turtle voice? It sounds like it could be, but I don't recognize and it. And the, the iSpot page doesn't seem to give any credit to the turtle voice yeah, or tortoise I voice. I don't know who the turtle voice is. Interesting. I wonder where that's airing. I've never seen that before. Now, this next commercial, are we going back in time, as I like to say, or is this also a current commercial? I'm unclear. I just liked it because... Um, it was just sort of off the beaten path. I see there's a ladder in this commercial. Is that one of the things that attracted you to it? You've been very obsessed with getting a ladder recently. I've been obsessed with getting great deals on Craigslist. We're about yes. to move. And I am doing, I would say, with just no false modesty, some of the best Craigslisting of my life. 
which is really a high bar because I am extremely good at Craigslisting. You texted me when I was in Cleveland and you said, I have a line on a ladder in Kent. I got a free ladder in Kent. Yeah, I got a lot. But there's something, but I got a line on a ladder in Kent. There's something just <laughs> so epic about that. So anyway. I got a... I got a hedge trimmer for $10. I know. So anyway, this is Snoop Dogg, and he's advertising something called Vivint. Did I have that right? Vivint? I'll be honest with you. I didn't watch this one. I forgot to. Oh, you just threw it in the show sheet. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, let's figure out what the hell's going on. He's standing outside I've, somebody's I've been, house. I've been hoping we'll just play it before you ask me any more details about he it. He is, um, he's, he's kind of dressed coolly right like he's yeah. he's dressed like maybe he would be performing i mean not not over the top but he's got sunglasses on he's um a got a button-up shirt with a big golden medallion on it but he's standing outside what looks like kind of a suburban home with a ladder this choke shit is all about how rappers go to the suburbs and then um on the ladder is also a drill i'm telling you all of these details because i don't know what is going <laughs> to yeah, be important could be anything. when we listen to this <laughs> today i'm gonna show you how to install a smart outdoor camera first Grab you one of these right here. It's a drill. Then get rid of the instructions. He drills into the instruction manual. Next, have Vivian come install your entire smart security system for you. So you can focus on more important things. Like weeding. <laughs> and it's interesting because then the camera backs off. I'm kind of glad I went into detail about his outfit because he's kind of like um, business on top, party down below. When the camera backs off, we see that he's just wearing like sweatpants so he can get some work done. Yeah, and he picks yard. up a wheelbarrow, and to, go picks to, up a wheelbarrow to go do his weeding. To go do some weeding. I actually... This got me. I love the twist on this. So his whole point is you don't have to install it yourself. Let's listen to the rest of it. Next, have Vivian come install your entire smart security system for you. So you can focus on more important things, like weeding. Vivid, smart security, professionally installed. Oh, I thought something was going to tag the end, but it didn't. But uh, I like that. Vivint. He's such a pro. He really is. He's so good. Do you think, you know what? I'd be open to having him do a commercial for after these messages. I'd be open to it. I'd be open yeah. to it. We can talk. <laughs> Everybody's talking at me I don't hear words they're saying Only the echoes of my mind Hey Genevieve Hey Andrew We talked about a commercial that aired during the Super Bowl We actually talked about it on at least two different shows Is it Rakuten? Yes Is that how you say it? Like I say every week You did a... uh, we have a listener who works yeah. for them. And you did a medium dive on it last week, I think, maybe yeah. with the help of this listener who wrote in. And apparently it's a huge, huge company overseas. What in is its country of origin? It's a Japanese company. It means optimism. And this commercial that aired during the Super Bowl was really just focusing on the aspect of the company where you can go online and find good deals and rack up points. It's cashback. Uh, it's like a cashback system, right? Yeah. Um, but also good deals, No. Yeah, when I you're mean, doing I, your online shopping, you install the the Chrome plugin and you shop and you earn points and you yeah, get you earn cash back. And there's a um, the Super Bowl commercial shows a an extremely wealthy woman at some sort of very very fancy like kind of ca- mansion. I believe as we referred to as Casino Night at the Mansion. It was Casino Night at the Mansion. It, it gives you the impression it's like 
Bruce Wayne is holding some sort of a benefit fundraiser with various games of chance, right? Yeah, exactly. Commissioner Gordon's like, you know, playing craps. And And everybody, but there's no, but just to be clear, there's no actual Batman or the Batman tie-in here. Um, We just just like to talk about Batman. I learned today that we are fine. You know how I know that uh, like Western culture is going to truly break the back of uh, Russian aggression? How? They're no longer going to screen the Batman in Russia. Yeah, take that. Take that, or you're welcome. Or you're welcome. Probably. Or you got us. <laughs> Good job. Now we got to watch it. Damn it. God damn it. Can't we make the Russians watch? I don't know. Yeah, what? Like, you and I have just seen the trailer. I was trying to explain to Luke today. I'm like, I have a lot of friends who are way nerdier than I am who are stoked about it. Yeah, it's that's just, what I mean. I think that, I don't me. think that we're the... It just seems that the trailer just seemed like such a slog. Anyway... I don't want to get into that again, um, but all of that is to say, there's no Batman in this commercial that we're talking about. It's just a very rich scene. But and, yeah, and your you only ex- your only sort of like reference point for for richness is Bat is tell it to me in Batman. Yeah, especially '89 Batman. Yeah, that movie, <laughs> the Tim Burton Batman, the real Batman. Yeah, right. There's a big fundraiser at Wayne Manor. Yes, I remember it. Right. And yeah. then there's a scene. And I scene. think there are casino games. There. Yeah. And Vicky Vale and the reporter Knox think that they're getting away Is from the Is this everything. just a Batman recap podcast? Yes. That we and then they're walking in that hallway yes. of like armor from you got around it. the That's world. That's what happens. And Knox says, I wonder what he paid for all of this. <laughs> And then Tell me Bruce what I need Wayne to say <laughs> to end this. Sneak I will say them. it. He's listening to the whole I thing. Gotcha. And then the scene ends with him telling Alfred, hey, get Knox a grant. Yep. Et cetera. What were we talking about? <laughs> Sorry, everybody. Let's get through this damn show. I've ruined this enough. Okay. So in this commercial that you've heard us talk about to death, uh, there's a big fancy fundraiser thing. People are gambling. And there's an extremely severe looking ultra rich woman who's uh, gambling. But across the table from her is like the only kind of normal looking woman who seems to be of like regular wealth. <laughs> and uh, they keep on uh, upping each other's bets by pushing <laughs> like expensive products across the table like some sort of a um uh what's the fancy robot vacuum Roomba a Roomba and and fancy high-heeled shoes or whatever um and then we later learned that this company is more than just this um kind of shopping related app though right or plug-in we heard from that listener who said that they're like yeah they, and then I got obsessed with Kobo's of, right and Kobo's is those they're, are they're a Kindle, um, basically a Kindle a Kindle that doesn't have supposedly all the digital I did you know speaking of Craigslist this is my one Craigslist failure this yeah, week yeah you failed um, somebody was giving away a Kobo down in Olympia and I told you I'm going to drive to Olympia to get a free yeah. Kobo but they never got back to me anyway we got this voicemail from Dan who I'm guessing might not have heard the update about the, the, the broader scale of Rakuten but take a listen to this Hey, Genevieve and Andrew. How are you guys? I'm enjoying your uh, Super Bowl recap. And I have, like, kind of a doctor doctor for Rakuten. Wait, wait, wait. wait. What's, what did you say? <laughs> doctor, doctor, what should I do? Tell me. Doctor, doctor, what should I do? What should I do? What should I do? My doll is ill. She has high fever. Okay, let's get, let's get back what to Dan here. Like, why isn't it rake it in? You know? I mean, this seems like with the product and everything, kind of a missed opportunity. Anyway, rake it in. Rake it in. All right. Bye, guys. Love the show. 
I'll be honest with you. I was trying to mix that on the fly using my computer. It was very difficult to do. I think I ruined Dan's voice. No, I think we got it. Rake it in. Rake I, it in. Yeah, I, Dan, as an Eng- as a fellow English speaker, I hear you. Uh, knowing what I now know that Rakuten means optimism in Japanese. Right. I think I understand why they call it what they do. However, it they does, could still use it as a, as a tagline in the United States. It feels rake it in with Rakuten, rake especially in, it given Rakuten. the whole like raking in your your winnings at I a agree. table. And, and they I think they have done a few commercials kind of like other brands that have a maybe a, a non-obvious pronunciation of their brand name. Um, I think they've done some ads where they like kind of show you like it's pronounced Rakuten as part mm. of their uh, part of their gimmick. So like. I think they could have some fun with that, like play around with rake it in. No, it's not rake it in. It's Rakuten. And then the person goes like, no, I'm saying I'm raking it in. Mm-hmm. That's there you go. You just doctor doctor that yourself. Did you want to hear more? Of no, that song I so you know think we all, that was all one doctoring. We also got an email. I'm just a consulting physician on this one. <laughs> we also got an email from Elizabeth or maybe it was this on the Facebook page. Actually, I believe this was on the Facebook page. Um, this is for a progress. This is about a progressive ad that I had not seen and was glad to be shown. So thank you, Elizabeth. This is a progressive ad with Jamie, not Flo, that is kind of making fun of those ads. You know, they've been doing a lot of these lately where they kind of take a tro- an ad trope and and ex- and play with it and have and do a parody of it. Mm-hmm. This is a parody of those types of resorts, um, like sandals or you know beaches or one of these ones where you, you know it's like go and you know, find your bliss. And they have like two beautiful people in gauzy white yes, uh, yes, clothing yes. running through the sand before a beautiful sunset. Um, anyway, so you have a couple that are having that kind of experience, but it's in their own home. Uh-huh. And it's sort of the prosaic, you know, at first it looks like, oh, they're in a beautiful place. But then you realize they're in their own lawn. and They're, they're like skipping through the grass in yes. their lawn, but then we see them kind of rolling around with rose petals in the shape of a but heart. But then they're dancing around in their living room and you hear uh, uh, steel drums, uh-huh. but the steel drums are being played by Jamie, yes. who is in their living room. <laughs> I love this troll so much. Your home for adventure. Your home for romance. Your home for big savings. <laughs> now they're in a bathtub feeding each other strawberries and their teenage daughter walks by and sees them, uh, you know, canoodling in the tub. And then they, and finally the last scene, which I actually love this detail, they come out of their pool in slow motion like you see at these in these ads, but it's an above ground pool, uh, yes. which is a very distinctive yes, difference. Is. Yeah. At first, you just see her like kind of swimming underwater, but then she comes up and it's not a is the joke going to be ha ha you have an above ground pool? No, it's just trying to be like relatable. It's right? more relatable. It's yeah. like more likely that, you know, someone with an above ground pool than like, you yeah. know, necessarily a below ground. Or as I believe I just said an above ground pool, which is. <laughs> Just kind of the cool way. That that's how Snoop Doggy Dog's been saying it. Home and auto with Progressive. Your home is a savings paradise. Bundles Progressive. Your home. Bundles instead savings. of like sandals or Yeah, whatever. that's really, really good. So what did Elizabeth say about this? She does not like well, it? Well, she likes it. She says this parody of Beaches Resorts is pretty funny, but one part is really off-putting. Who takes a sexy couple's bath with the door open while your child is home? What the actual fuck? Mm-hmm. I, this doesn't bother me. It, you know, your mileage may vary, and some things like that do get under my skin. But I think that the joke here is that they're living this ridiculous fantasy 
or they're they're uh, enacting this ridiculous fantasy that they're on some in some kind of sandals type resort, um, but it is totally it's really at odds with their lived reality, right? Which yeah, is I guess like, I was trying to figure out: do you need the kid in there as a as a tertiary joke? But actually, it's kind of setting the stages like how ridiculous. No, they, their parents being, yeah, they have to. Mo- yeah. At the very end, you see her come out of the above ground, above ground pool. And um, the husband is mowing the lawn. So again, mm-hmm. it's like it's this clash of like the the mundane and prosaic with the the fantasy that they're kind of playing around with. So, you know, I think I think the joke works for me, but you know, again, not every it won't work for everybody. So we also got a note from Josh who says Turner Classic Movies has these quote unquote commercials that air sometimes that sort of recreate famous movie scenes using the original dialogue. Movies that make us or something along those lines. Uh, these are pretty genius. Did you track one of these down? Well, did Josh, Josh fortunately it? did. Yeah. He he came back and, and found me one, which I'm so glad you did. This is I'm going to ask you to play this whole thing, even though it's a minute and 10, because the audio will will sound very familiar to you. But it is such a genius idea. So we have um, a, an older uh, Asian couple uh, who are in a China, what appears to be a Chinese restaurant. Mm-hmm. And they're pretty like a dumpling place, actually, because I can see the yeah, oh yeah, it's got this. the dumpling, yeah, yeah. those little uh, wicker, Love or, it. or you know, I don't know what they're called, but the like the dumpling mm-hmm. containers. Yeah. Um, and there, it says happy anniversary in the back. So it looks like they might be celebrating their anniversary. And they're they're quite elderly, you know. Mm-hmm. They're they're really um, they're really an older couple. And they are lips, and you hear in the background the music, like the the background music that you would typically hear in a Chinese dumpling restaurant. Mm-hmm. But they are doing the dialogue, or they are lip syncing the dialogue to the famous scene from when Harry met Sally. Uh. Where she fakes the orgasm in the, the I'll diner. I'll have what she's I'll having. I'll have what scene. she's having. Oh, this is interesting. And so there's a watching real... this. So a lot of it's going to be lost on you, the listener, because uh-huh. the only real music, the only cue that it's not the original is the is the background music in this restaurant. But you've got to come watch this. Um, it's <laughs> on the Facebook page, and I will post it there again with uh, with the show sheet today. It is so good. Come the dumplings. What are you saying? That they fake orgasm? It's possible. Get out of here. Why? Most women at one time or another have faked it. Well, they haven't faked it with me. How do you know? Because I know. Oh, right. I forgot. You're a man. You don't think that I could tell a difference? <laughs> no. Get out of here. <laughs> this woman who does the, the Sally okay? part, oh, the Meg Ryan part, God. is killing oh. it. Oh, yeah, right there. Oh. Oh. Yes. 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 Of course, everybody's looking, just like in the movie. I'll have what she's having. Then at the very last scene, they actually cut to the woman in the restaurant who actually says that. And now we see Meg Ryan and I was going to say Tom Hanks, but um, Billy Crystal, Billy Crystal, rather uh, eating in the restaurant. And then it just says Turner Classic Movies. Some films just stay with us. That is brilliant campaign. Just brilliant. And also like 
not cheaply done. No. Like the setting for Very this, well the, the cast, like they really fill out this the, restaurant. The like sound the mix lighting is good. Mixing the two, great. Yeah. the two soundtracks together is done really That's seamlessly. That's really impressive. I want to watch more of I know. Those. I want to find more of these. So um, if you find any more, put them in the show, put them on the Facebook group. Um, I would love to find some more of these. Um, one last email here. I've got some more, by the way, in the hopper that I can't wait to talk about next week. Um, but I got another email here from Nate. I mentioned this at the top of the show says, Andrew, did you ever follow up with asking your folks about your grandfather's toe, whether or not it really got lopped off by a lawnmower? <laughs> I caution my kids about the dangers of lawn care all the time. I love that sentence. I caution my kids about the dangers of lawn care <laughs> all the time. And it would be great to say, I know a guy who. Yes. Uh, so thanks for a delightful show. Nate in Tacoma. Yes. So as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, I was having a little family reunion with my dad and his aunts and uncles. In fact, I don't even know if my dad was part of this conversation, but um, I was talking to my Uncle Frank and Aunt Bonnie, Uncle Frank being my dad's brother, the you know other son of grandfather in question here, Grandpa Walsh. Aunt Bonnie is his wife. And I think this is interesting to note here, Uncle Frank and Aunt Bonnie lived next door to Grandma and Grandpa for a very long time, always, uh, you know, th this is in Fairview Park, Ohio. Um, they had a cute little, um, I don't think you ever saw either one of these houses, probably Genevieve, but they had a cute little um, stone wall that separated both of their properties, like that encircled both of their properties, but it was only about waist high. Mm -hmm. um, but it also put a little wall between there, but it they had a gate in it and like both families could kind of come and go a lot, right? Anyway, that is relevant because it turns out that this toe accident indeed did happen with a lawnmower and it did not happen when my dad and his siblings were kids but when they were adults and <gasps> Aunt Bonnie and Uncle Frank lived next to Grandpa in fact here's what I heard Grandpa's mowing the lawn not barefoot as I had posited but wearing his what they called his house slippers so apparently Grandpa you know Grandpa he always mowed the lawn his house slippers I didn't know that but apparently he didn't learn his lesson um, but he was mowing the lawn in his house slippers one day I'm going to put this in the 80s probably maybe late 70s um, and this is before lawnmowers had the automatic kill switch. If you were to let go of the sure. lawnmower, the engine stops. That's been around for a long time now. But this is an older mower, an older era. And Grandpa is mowing the lawn. He stops mowing the lawn for a second. Let's go with the lawnmower to go run ahead and deal with something ahead of him. Like, I think it was, like, toward the garden boxes or something, right? And apparently, while he's doing that, the lawnmower is on a slight decline <laughs> and it starts rolling i believe backwards if you can picture a lawnmower push lawnmower rolling backwards yeah. down a small decline and then at some point the lawnmower tips backwards uh -huh. so, so now, now you have it exposed. laying on the ground with a handle on the ground and the blade just sawmilling like that right grandpa goes and runs to get it and somehow miscalculates. Oh, I don't know boy. what's going on with him. And he just sticks his <sighs> goddamn foot into the blades of the lawnmower. Oh, God. I don't understand how his other toes weren't cut off. That's I asked my uncle and aunt that. I was like, what? They're like, I don't know. Aunt Bonnie said, all I know is uh, I had to hold grand grandpa's foot. Remember, this is not her dad. She said, all I, did, all I know is I had to... <laughs> hold grandpa's foot while he was bleeding out and uh you don't uncle, bleed out i know from a toe. but uh and then 
uh, Uncle Frank had to grab the toe itself as they then which is went. worse? Which is which job do you want in that scenario? I think honestly, the the living foot. I'll grab the toe. Yeah, yeah. Let's That's why it, we're such a good couple. Let's hope it never comes to that. Let's hope it never comes to that. <laughs> they uh, did not. They were not able to reattach the toe, as you might guess, because I never saw the man with his big toe. I did. You just think to ask your family that when you were home, or did did this listener? Yeah, people make were. You? No, 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 no. I just saw this email from Nate today. But yeah, no. When we were home. You know, when the siblings get together, that's my dad and his four siblings, like there's a lot of reminiscing sure. and me as a as the younger generation or one generation younger, I that'll raise a lot of questions for me. And so I was like, Oh yes, I remember like getting very excited but like I because I didn't remember talking about that on the podcast. I just said I was talking to somebody recently about grandpa's toe. And I, it occurred to me as an adult that you guys were probably just making that up to make <laughs> no, sure they that sure they're weren't. like, no. And Bonnie's like, nope. It was actually worse than we told you. <laughs> we would not make that up. You can sell anything. You can sell anything. I wonder if he was drunk. I feel like... You know, maybe Mad Men has gotten in my head. Like I just sort of, Mad Men, I should say. I feel like maybe was everybody drunk back then. Like, I mean, people might happen? have been a little. Everybody was working on a a slight buzz back then. But I also <laughs> think it's exactly like what you described. I could see all of those elements coming together. Maybe the grass was wet. Maybe he slipped Ugh. into it somehow. Like it's the kind of thing that seems impossible to happen until I mean it's a very final destination honestly type yeah, it of thing. really does my dad I've never seen any of the final destination movies but I've seen like two scenes out of one and I was talking about final destination with my dad somehow he brought up he like loves those types of movies <laughs> my dad was watching the I didn't even know this existed but my dad was watching the new Texas Chainsaw yeah, Massacre yeah. movie when I was home he's like come on we'll watch it. I'm like I'm not watching that with you first of all I thought there's gonna be something filthy in here that I don't want to watch with you at some point there's got to be those some typically sort of a aren't sex sexy scene. there's not even a sex scene where then the people get I haven't killed. seen the new ones but the old ones uh, yeah. did, they eschewed any sexiness in favor of violence um, but then he was talking about he's like oh I love the final destinations he's like, you see the one where the guy gets his hand stuck down a garbage disposal? And I was like, yes, actually, I have seen that scene. I think a watch was involved, an oversized watch yep. was keeping him down there. Or maybe the he, reached, one. he reached down there to get a ring or something. But then after all these things that you think are going to go wrong, he's yep. going to electrocute himself, he's going to lose his hand, all these things. He gets out of all of it, but then he just falls out his window. Yeah, sometimes Final Destination <laughs> likes to likes to play with you and be like, ooh, it's going to be this alert, thing. Ooh, it's going to be that thing. Nope, it's just he had a heart attack. Yeah. No, it's never a heart attack. <laughs> anyway, that's what happened to Grandpa Walsh. Thanks for asking, Nate. <laughs> uh, all right, everybody. Uh, don't forget, you can get at us with your own emails and voicemails. Voicemails are the best. 607 444 5597. Again, that's 607-444-5597. Don't think about it. Just call now. You'll figure out what to say when it stops ringing. Also, Vives, you want to give the email address? It's after these messages show at Gmail, and you can visit us on the Facebook group, and I hope you do. And keep your shoes on when you're mowing the lawn. That's our new sign-off. Talk to you next week. New fives, two jobs, so live, whole live at the spin show. Beats by Diplo.